Welcome to the Candid with Kibo podcast, where I am your podcast host, Chelsea Akibo Betts. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I have the candid adulting conversations that you wish somebody had with you. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I'm going to share a candid moment. Hey guys, so my candid moment of this week um, is something that I think a lot of people, um, even outside of this pandemic, um, hopefully will like keep with them um, and yeah, continue to think about because other than pandemics, uh, things do happen in our lives that don't happen in other people's lives at the same time. So basically, um, someone on my Facebook feed um someone I went to school with basically posted something about their car being down, um, their hope, you know, going down because of that. Um, they can't reach unemployment. Um, it's really difficult to find employment during this time. Um, and because of all of this, um, they really feel like a failure as a parent, um, because they can't really face their small child who technically doesn't know what's really going on right now, but I really, um, my heart was like kind of, you know, I felt when I saw that post because I was just like, you know, these are materialistic things. And a lot of times we, we fail to understand that like, those are not our source. Like those things were given, those things were given to us as resources to use, but they're not our source. And what do I mean by that? Right. So we're going to, somebody could buy a home or live in a nice apartment or live in a nice place and something happens where your neighbor does something or maybe you have an electrical issue in your house and you come home and your house is gone. Immediately you get upset and it's okay to feel upset. But when you start letting like materialistic things run you, you will allow things, right? Things that might be here, things that might be here before you or after you, or, you know, might be gone before you're gone. You're letting things that are placed on this earth determine your joy and determine your happiness rather than, you know, relying on the ultimate source, which is God. So I just um, encourage this person to, you know, not place their happiness in materialistic things, cars, um, a job, money, that they're all resources and that God is our source. I also let them know that, you know, I also lost my job. I'm not saying that I'm in the same, you know, I'm not trying to say that we are exactly the same or anything, but we have to, um, you know, turn our eyes and look to the one who can provide all of these things for us um, as they don't really uh, bring any real, they don't bring joy. They don't bring peace. They can make us feel happy. But if those things are good, are we going to let our emotions and let how we feel be affected because these things are gone? Um, I've also been in that situation um, in similar situations where I didn't have a car, where I didn't have money, where I just didn't have stuff. And I was I felt depressed about it. And now that I look back on it and, you know, thank God for salvation, I'm like, Wow. Um, I really did put my hope in things. And sometimes it's not even things. Sometimes it's actually people. Um, you put your hope in people and they disappoint you. So things, people, they can disappoint you, but put your eyes on the ultimate source, which is God. So if you believe that God will provide, like he said, he will provide, then he will provide. And I'm speaking 
I'm speaking from a personal um, perspective because that's happened to me and I know that's the testimony of a lot of people. So that's just a little word of encouragement, you know, because this pandemic is one little part of our lives. We still have a whole life to live ahead of us. So we need to, you know, use these tools, keep them in our tool belt and know that when something tries to keep us down, that it's not going to keep us down. We're going to keep our eyes above. So I'm going to let you guys know how I met um, the people that I'm going to introduce on this podcast. So Tavares is um, a, f- a friend from school, like a schoolmate, I would say, um, more like a brother to me. We call each other twin, um, but I've known him since seventh grade. So I've known Tavares for over 10, 12 years, um, maybe even longer. I can't do the math right now, but, you know, we've known each other um, that long um, and have like a brother and sister kind of um, relationship. And then Fenella, um, I actually met Fenella in Atlanta when I went to Summit 21 back in 2018. And um, somehow I saw her on my my timeline. Someone had posted something about her. She was Sierra Leonean. I'm like, yes, girl, like I followed her. And um, I would DM her sometimes and just chat. And I was like, hey, girl, like I'm coming to Atlanta. Um, and, you know, at this time, like hopefully we can like meet each other. And that's exactly what happened. And when I came there, I was with a group of five other girls. Um, and we met Fenella and she was so like hospitable, showing us around Atlanta, giving us the, like telling us to go eat the best food. Like uh, Fenella really made our experience, um, a great experience in Atlanta. And we've kept in touch ever since. Um, Fenella is really big on supporting other Sierra Leoneans. Like she's awesome. So yeah, that's kind of how I know, um, the guests that I'm about to introduce. First and foremost, thank you guys so much for agreeing to do this podcast with me. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know Tavares or Fenella, I'm going to go ahead and start with Tavares. So Tavares Martin is an elite fitness coach. He, in fitness, he enforces lifestyle reform, focuses on your daily habits to promote longevity of progress. His support extends beyond the gym, providing workout plans, nutrition guides, meal plans, and more. Overall, he does his best to educate his clients, emphasizing the importance of understanding how to structure their own workouts, build better lifestyle habits around work and recovery time so they can teach the things they've learned to their loved ones. So next, I have um, Fenella uh, Miller, aka Fenella Like Woe. She's a Sierra Leonean model, blogger, and creative entrepreneur. Growing up in an African household, Like Woe was inspired by the style, expertise, and fashion knowledge of her African parents. As a teen, she became deeply interested in the cultural and spiritual meaning of clothing and began to apply those principles to her style and aesthetic. She uses fashion, arts, and media as a way to communicate and convey positive messages that uplift her generation. So yes, once again, thank you guys so much um, for agreeing to be on this podcast. Um, I thought you guys would be a good fit. Um, you guys are both friends of mine, um, and you guys also are millennials, entrepreneurs, so I feel like you can have uh, a lot to offer um, my audience. So first and foremost, I want to go ahead and define um, the cost of living, because <laughs> I'm sure uh, we've all come to learn what that is, either, you know, if you found it the easy way, maybe somebody gave you advice, or the hard way, Um so yeah, the, car, the cost of living is the amount of money needed to sustain a certain standard of living by affording basic expenses such as housing, food, taxes, and healthcare. 
Some cities with a high cost of living include um, Manhattan and New York, just to go ahead and say it has 142% um, above the national average, which is really high. <laughs> um, you have San Francisco and California, Hawaii, Brooklyn, Washington, D.C., um, Oakland, California, Seattle, Washington, Arlington, Virginia, um, so and Maryland as well. So those go just to name a few. Um, also, the national average um, household income is $57,000. With that being said, rent on average is supposed to be like $985, I guess, for the whole house. I'm not sure about that. Because um, it, 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 it varies depending on where uh, people live. So briefly, do you guys want to talk to me about your you know, previous living experiences or maybe your current ones to find out like how you got into that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because you said Manhattan is the most expensive, and I was just living in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) um, Wow, it's just crazy how expensive it is there, you know. And remember when I was telling you, I was like, "Girls, like, is very expensive." You're like, "You didn't know expensive before you moved." I was like, "Yeah, but nothing will prepare you for how expensive it is until you're in New York." Like. I think the thing about it, I don't really care about things being expensive. It's about feeling like things were worth the money. Like in New York, the rent would be expensive and you'd be like, why? Like you'd really be like, or mm-hmm. I would go to four rooms and people would be like, yeah, um, this room is like, it has two windows. Like that's their amazing <laughs> thing. Or even the fact that it has a window. It's like, oh, that's amazing. Or you only should have bathroom with three people. Like that's like <laughs> Um, no. And the red flag for me was when everybody who knew I was touring was leaving in New York. So I was like, hmm, you know. But yeah. um, I think the thing about New York is you're paying like to say you live in New York City. A big part of it is they know they can keep the rent and things high there because people will still pay to say they live in New York. But flip side of it, there's places in Manhattan that are actually affordable, but they're mm-hmm. not like the New York brand. So that's like Washington Heights. Um, where yeah. else? Fort Washington, or even just in New York in general, like there's parts of the Bronx that are closer than, to lower Manhattan than other parts of Manhattan, but no one wants to live in the Bronx, you know? Yeah. All these different like nuances in New York too. And even like when you're around white people, they think Harlem is like the ghetto. And I was just so confused because I never thought mm-hmm. Harlem was ghetto. Mm-mm. But like people in New York, what I know is like they pay who say they live somewhere because it's part of the brand of saying like you live in New York like and yeah. then I moved to Brooklyn I lived in Williamsburg and I was like oh, you live in Williamsburg oh my gosh but like my room had like no window the closet was outside my room I was only paying for the location you can either get a good price lots of space or location you can only choose two so I chose location <laughs> and a good price and not lots of space <laughs> wow yeah. wow yeah. I, I want to piggyback on what she said. I feel like it's definitely true because me, I live in Washington, D.C. right now. Hey. And um, just with the peers and the people that I know that um, I have this conversation with all the time, I feel like um, you definitely pay for the ability to say I live in Washington, D.C. And I'm a Washingtonian. Like you, some, you know, and I feel like it's not as bad as New York because I've been in New York for extended periods of time. But the cost of living definitely is a lot. Like, I have um, a couple of my friends. Currently, one of them, he told me he pays, like, 2200 for, like, a one-bedroom over by the waterfront. And it's like, 
can't I can't imagine because I'm like that's not something that I I'm willing to do, you know. Um, wow. And it's just crazy because you think that DC is right in the middle of Maryland and Virginia, mm-hmm. and you look at how the closer you are to DC, the more expensive property is. Mm. And you can go out to like Laurel and me. I grew up in the suburbs, so. I'm definitely much more of a suburb suburban kind of person than I am yeah. a city person. Um, you look out and Lowell, you get a truthfully probably a nicer spot, more privacy, quieter environment for a cheaper price than you would for living in a city with all the hustle and bustle. So yeah, um, definitely, I feel like it's definitely a real thing, just even understanding the cost of living because you can have an idea of anything you want to do, but like she said, until you really are in that environment and you really understand what it is you're paying for, you never really know if it's worth it or not. Yeah, that's true. Um, just like what you said, twenty two hundred for I know exactly where you know waterfront is. Like twenty two hundred in Laurel, you can get a three bedroom apartment, very yeah. spacious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very spacious apartment, quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and not have to worry about you know all the other hustle and bustle. So. Um, yeah, it's funny because um, what Fenella was saying, um, I think there was a time where we were actually sharing videos back and forth with one another about um, the square footage um, in New York. I saw a video where it was like 70 square feet um, and the lady was basically, <laughs> yeah, it was illegal. She had um, she had a, a small little, um, you know, those small fridges, like a drink fridge that you put in your room. That was her fridge. Mini fridge. Um, she didn't. I don't think she had a sink. She had to use a hallway bathroom. So it's like you're in college, um, and I believe like the rent was like maybe fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars a month. But she she didn't even have. Um, the room was basically the size of a twin bed and enough to get out the bed and walk Mm -hmm. out of the room. Um, that's how small it was. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how can you live like this? Yeah. And I think she was an entrepreneur. So she was trying to figure out if, if she even needed a bed um, and maybe mm-hmm. could just use it like as an office space. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah. Um, when she showed us the tour of the bathroom um, on YouTube, like it was a rusty looking bathroom. Like you would not want to share that with people at all. There's like a bleach spray and I was like, yeah, this reminds me of college when I had to like clean up after, you know, you share the bathrooms and like clean up after people because you'd be seeing hair. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know if I could, you know, um, do something like that. So it's, it's crazy because I think that, um, yeah, we've learned um, as we go. But like something Fenella has been talking about on her story um, and just educating people is like, yeah, like sometimes the places we want to live is like more of a fantasy than something that you want to, I don't know, live, like you want to actually be your lifestyle. Right. Like I know, I know what you're trying to say. So a lot of it is people are in love with the idea, but don't understand the reality because the reality yeah. is so much more serious than what your, you know, imagination yeah. or, you know, just that idea that you created. It's so different and you just, it's easy. And it's, it's important to understand the difference between the two because you put yourself in situations to be set up to be let down if you're not careful. Yeah. You don't if you don't really really understand what comes with the decisions you make, especially something as serious as, you know, where you choose to lay your head and rest. Like it's it's definitely a big decision. Yeah. Something I wanna ask you guys, like when you were, I don't know, maybe in high school or college, like did you dream of like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to like live on my own? Uh, yes. <laughs> 
definitely. Yeah, because African parents, like, yeah, I mean. Definitely. I, I I found somewhere like I don't know I guess I was writing in like my diary or something but I found something that was like I can't wait till I'm 18 I get to move out and leave mm-hmm. <laughs> like what uh yeah fast forward now um I wish I could still not be paying rent <laughs> to be completely yeah. honest <laughs> exactly. like I tell all my friends that live with their parents stay with your parents you still at your parents house stay there don't leave don't rush to leave yeah and my friends in New York that were like my friends before, a lot of them stayed with their parents because I was the only way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only way. Until you get married, if you, I honestly think you should just stay with your parents. Unless your parents are like toxic or there's something going on family-wise, you should try to stay with them as long as you can. Of course, you're kind of sacrificing that freedom of like them asking you, oh, where are you going? Or what are you doing? And things yeah. like that. But it's like, financially it makes sense especially if you're someone that like wants to travel like I would love to like be like hey let me just rent this part of the house only when I'm here mommy or daddy you know and then when I'm not here you know travel yeah. but um I think like what I was trying to say like with um New York and stuff that you guys were saying too is like people romanticize the idea of living somewhere and we romanticize a lot of things like travel yeah. a lot of things that cost money we romanticize and it's like it's not really going to fulfill you the way you think. You know I'm saying, I'm not saying New York is like that or whatever, because yeah. I just came back to Maryland because of the whole Corona thing in New York. I just couldn't justify paying all that money to live like in a shoebox with no window and not be able to go out and like not be able to experience New York. Right. Cause the whole point yeah. was, yeah. I don't mind taking this room cause I'm never going to be in it. <laughs> that was my actual mm-hmm. point. I'm <laughs> so the thing is like, I think that, I've just gotten to the point where this whole Corona thing has really changed my perspective on life. Kind of like, just get to the point, I think my leak has said this before, it's like, you have to get to the point where you have to be brutally honest with yourself about what you want to do. Like, what do you really want to do? And I think for me, is I want to travel, look, shoot, and create. Mm-hmm. Wherever I live, yeah. please help me do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. And something about you is you're really resourceful. So, you know, yeah, you should be dropping gems all the time. Like, guys, this is how you do this for free. So it's true. Wherever you can live and still do that and think about what are your top priorities can still be done, yeah. you know? And then yeah. when your money catches up, then you can say, okay, I want penthouse, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, it takes time. It, it, it takes time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, What are some costs um that you guys find out, like that you guys found out um, while living on your own or like you didn't really know? What are some things that come to mind? Um, okay, so for starters, like when growing up in a house full of women, especially just my mom doing like all the grocery stop shopping and stuff, you never really know how much things cost, like you said. So until I went to the grocery store for the first time, this is like in college, I remember. I couldn't believe how much toilet paper was. Cause I'm used to using the real, you know, the 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 nice kind, not the little thin paper. Once I saw how much it was, and I realized how much money I had, I'm like, am yeah. I really about to spend this much money on toilet paper? Yep. It, it, yeah. Even stuff as simple as like a, a a dustpan and a broom, like you didn't realize like that that stuff was just there. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't realize that that your mom had to go grab that. You just yeah. thought it was a part of it came with the house. So much stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So much. It, it was like a rude awakening once I got out. And, you know, I'm 18 and I'm in college. So I'm yeah. grown. And then you realize, oh, you got cleaning supplies? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, need a, you need a space heater? You need a rug? Like, it's, it's a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, I definitely um, found that out too. I still, I mean, I recently moved here. I'm, I still, I am in need in a rug <laughs> of a rug. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're not cheap. But like, yeah, basically what you're saying is, you know, you think that things come with the house because when you grew up with your parents, like it was with the house and you yeah. didn't have yeah. um, any responsibility. So yeah, like I thought um, when I first, first lived on my own, I've never completely lived by myself. Um, but the first time I lived with roommates, um, you know, I, I, several things slipped my mind, a bed, right? <laughs> Those things are, yeah, I, I, I honestly... I had to do things quickly and I didn't have as much time as I want to, nor the money that I wanted to. So I was like, okay, let me just go buy a bed, girl. Y'all, let me tell you about that bed. It creaked. It was uncomfortable. My back was hurting. I was like, oh my gosh, like I I was able to rent this room, but I don't have a bed. (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. have um, nothing to put in, no furniture. All I have is like tubs of clothes. Um, When it was time to cook, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have seasoning. Um, <laughs> that and seasoning is so expensive, bro. Yeah. <laughs> expensive, and I I never knew it until I went to the store one time and tried to buy some seasoning. I was like, yeah. oh, this is one yeah. of those things. I thought it, I thought it just came with it. I ain't know. Yeah, looked in the cabinet and saw all the different seasonings that my mom literally sent and yeah. took each individual one. And don't let them finish because when they finish, you might even forget what you were missing, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh, I need to buy seasoning. So like, until I was able to get myself together that month, I was buying like oodles and noodles. I said, this is going to have to do because it's a (laughs) dollar or I can buy three for a dollar. So food doesn't come with your, you know, where you're staying, toilet paper, paper towels, groceries. So yeah, those are things that I think about when people are like, yeah, I want to live on my own. And I'm like, uh, these are some things you, yeah, um, light exactly. Cause I was like, oh my gosh. I never realized that. Yeah. If you don't have a, if your room doesn't have a light in it. Yeah. Were you saying something, Fanella? Some people pay for parking. I think people forget about car note, car insurance, gas. Mm -hmm. Um, No, for me, I was going to say the same thing as Tavares, the, the food, because my mom used to do this thing when I was younger, like, okay, let me try to see. She'd be like, let me try to see if I can spend ten dollars on grocery receipts. And I'm so happy she did that because she taught me how to like be resourceful with grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm gonna make this. She she knew what she was gonna get when she walked in the grocery store already. Because I found that when I didn't know what I was gonna get, I would just be in the grocery store forever. And the thing mm-hmm. when I was in New York, the gentrified area. So when I was in Washington Heights, I could get groceries. It was cool. When I moved to Williamsburg. It was only Whole Foods, Whole Foods. And the Whole Foods they got, there's a whole other bougie of Whole Foods. Whole Foods are already bougie, but it's very <laughs> bougie in a gentrified neighborhood. Yeah. You have things that you can't even, like, cook. Like, it's just everything's already cooked there because mm-hmm. those, like, to be honest, it'll be cooking, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like, I would go all the way to Bushwick, deeper in Brooklyn, where there's colored people, to buy groceries because my neighborhood, I would end up spending, like, let's say every week I want to spend, like, 30 to 50 I was anything like 90 in my neighborhood because I lived in Williamsburg. So I think even when you're moving places, people don't think like when you live certain places, the gas costs more, the groceries cost more. So do you really want to live in this exact neighborhood? Do you really want to live in, you know, Tacoma Park, Adams Morgan? Yeah. Like everything mm. costs more, you know, in these yeah. areas. Yeah, some, some things um, that, you know, Fenella brought up, um, like insurance and even for her when she was in New York like commuting right so you know where you're living 
um, versus where you're going to spend most of your time. Like that's not free. Like you gotta, if you want to take the train or, um, and also if you live, I know for like the, the DMV area, like the closer you live to Metro, the more expensive your rent is too. So mm-hmm. they kind of sell that with, you know, wherever you're staying, they're like, oh yeah, it's like 15 minutes away from the airport, 10 minutes away from the airport. You're going to pay for that um, because yeah. it's a convenience. Um, and I mean, it's worked out in my favor when I need to travel, I can call an Uber. <laughs> I'm like 20 mm-hmm. minutes away from the airport. You know, I'm not like an hour away or got to jump on all this transportation to get there. So it depends on, you know, if you want to live in a suburb, suburb, like you away from everything, stuff might be cheap. Like if you want to live in Baltimore or like um, Glen Burnie, like those kind of places are yeah. cheaper, but it's far from everything. There's mm-hmm. no metro, you know, so it's like people don't want to drive an hour to come and see you. So yeah, it's just, it's crazy. But like, yeah, the closer you live to transportation, the more it costs. Um, convenience. Yeah. The when you brought that up, because the first mattress I had like bought, I was like, oh, it's a good deal. I got it. It was so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> Girl. Spent, like a lot on a mattress. I'd be like, why? Wow, mattress are just cheap. Because I never bought a mattress. <laughs> I was like, wow, do I want to just, I should just pay to be comfortable yeah invest to be comfortable because i'd rather have a comfortable mattress and invest now than just be so uncomfortable in my bed Mm-hmm. yeah i i had to yeah like i said my bed was so uncomfortable it would oh my gosh i hate when the bed creaks and do, does all this stuff and i'm like dang i haven't even had this mattress a year like i had to buy the box spring the everything that comes with it and mm-hmm. i was like it wasn't even worth it um, and I think what sucks more is like when I did it, I didn't have anybody to go with me and be like, oh yeah, like this is a good one or this is, you know, a bad one or whatever. So my yeah. second mattress, I went all out and I'm like, mm-hmm. cause I would visit my best friend in New York. Um, or even if I, I don't know, traveled and went to hotels, I would love sleeping. I'm like, yo, these beds are so comfortable. I'm like, I can have this in my own house. <laughs> you know, I don't have to wait to go to someone else's place <laughs> to enjoy comfort. So it's, it's true. Like, some people, you know, they like the, like, I have my own place, but like, how are you actually living? You know, like, I'm like, I definitely value being comfortable in, in my own house. Like, look at a time like now, you know, during Corona, like we're just spending time at home. So yeah. you don't want to um, invest in something for the looks or like just to show off. And then you really not living comfortably the way you want to. Um, so what are some factors that you would say for people to um, consider before living on their own? I think cost of living, and then I think the problem is this. I think this romanticizing thing is the issue. People graduate from college, they have this idea of what their life will be, what their job will be. I think you just need to throw that whole thing away because that thing is getting people in trouble, getting people in debt. I think that people want the dream to be like, oh, I can't wait to do my Instagram post of me in my new apartment. Oh, me at my new job. Oh, me at my new car. And it's like, I've seen people graduate from college and then get evicted from their new apartment because they were supposed to be moving there. They shouldn't be back with their parents yeah. after it. Or, you know, you're p- taking picture at your new job, but you hate your new job. Or you got this new car, but it's the lease. Like, one yeah. of my friends was leasing a car and she said, she was paying. I was like, wait, you're paying more for your car to lease than for your rent? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. it's not even well, a luxury sure. car. It's like a Toyota. Like, I'm like, no. Like, make it make sense i think that just keeping up with the joneses thing you know yeah. glad people like don't be so pressed to keep up with the joneses i was like like if you're not married yet or you don't have kids yet and you graduate like try traveling you know try maybe moving somewhere that's more affordable like texas is very affordable 
like try, you know, see if you can move back with your parents and helping them out, you know, there's all these different things you can do. You don't have to go and like move in the best area of your city. Like in Atlanta, yeah. one thing's a buckhead, buckhead, buckhead. That's like the best place in Atlanta. But it's like, okay, you're moving there to live in a luxury building with a roommate. But if you just move a little bit down, you could have your own place and you could travel. Yeah. So I think that people need to like really set their priorities based off what they want, but not based off what appears to be success to other people. It's true. For me, I feel like a lot of it has to do with the um, social social circle that you decide to put yourself in um, and just having a variety of um, well-rounded, refined friends because the more you are able to communicate with people from different aspects and points in their life, they can really talk to you about their experiences, the mistakes that they've made, uh -huh. um, and just provide you with different type of um, guidance that you need especially when doing anything like when you move that's life-changing like as somebody who's moved multiple times you know um it's nothing like you have all your stuff with you and you're you know uprooting your life from somewhere that you call home mm -hmm. to a new place and you don't even know like we say we know the idea of this place but the reality so a big part of it is just understanding you know making sure that you're making the right decision like she said don't try to keep up with the joneses um make sure that you this is something that i know chelsea does all the time um make sure that you really understand a budget like you understand how much you're making how much all of your have an idea of what all of your bills would look like um and and like um chelsea said as well it's just important to make sure that you just stay focused on the things that matter and not the things that are like luxury and materialistic. You're in a, if you're in an area that you feel like you want to be in, um, instead of being glamorous and saying, I'm going to just live here alone, maybe it might be smarter to have your best friend, y'all stay there, split the rent, and then y'all are able to, you know, save money or travel or do whatever you want to do. It's just mm -hmm. being more resourceful. Um, yeah. Then making mature decisions, not out of emotion, but out of logic and understanding what your plan is for your life. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so two things. One, from our previous um, discussion about the costs of living um, on your own, I just wanted to run through a list real quick so that people can have an idea. Um, on top of like thinking about toilet paper and beds um, is kitchen appliances maintenance if you're not renting a place how much maintenance can cost you um utilities such as um, bge your um gas and electric parking and public transportation in your commute insurance renters insurance cable and internet um if your uh, complex doesn't have a gym you know going to the gym and then lastly groceries those are some things that came to mind um for you know it's like okay i want to live on my own those are the things that you really need to think hard about if you can afford and secondly, the factors, you know, before um, wanting to live on your own, I have like, think about your monthly rent. I think that when, you know, like when I got out of college, of course, I seen my parents like paying rent, but like, I didn't have that like discusses, discuss, discussion of finances in my home with me, you know, so it's like, this is how much your rent should cost or should be a, a fraction of your income. This is how much mm -hmm. money you should be expecting to make because you'll say, okay, a job is offering me an entry level pay, but you don't come home with that pay. 
So you're thinking that you can have this apartment. And I I thought when I got out of college, I'm like, okay, a job that like $30,000 is a lot of money because in college Mm -hmm. I was making how much a hundred or 200 a week, (laughs) you know? So I'm like, Oh yes. I'm like, this is not enough. This is poverty line. (laughs) You know, this is poverty line stuff. (laughs) Like I got to go higher. Um, So yeah, considering your monthly rent, um, and then your bills, because rent is, is like your biggest expense, but you have other mm-hmm. bills, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, credit score. That. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah your credit score um, is going to be important while looking for a place to stay. Um, you know, if you're not going to stay with a friend or someone that doesn't really care about that. Um, but yeah, your credit score when you're applying places. So I have two roommates. Um, this is the second place we're staying, you know, together. You know, our credit scores have to be good if we want to, um, you know, have a good, uh, some places they'll have you pay a big deposit, you know, if your credit is not that good, because they're like, oh, if y'all get evicted, like we keeping that money. Some places, if your credit's bad, they just won't take you. They'll say, you know what, it's fine. And you have to go and stay somewhere that's less desirable, because mm-hmm. your credit wasn't together. Um, your background check, hopefully, you know, y'all aren't in criminal trouble and stuff like that, but those are things, your, your background check, your income and your credit score is pretty much what gets you an apartment. Um, so if those things aren't together, good luck. (laughs) Uh, and then like you you have actual moving costs associated. Moving isn't free either. So (laughs) you have costs associated, um, with that getting renter's insurance and, um, other things, but these are things I found to be, you know, along the way, I'm like, wow, no one taught me this at all. Yeah. Like, this is so ghetto. Yeah. I think the credit thing is a big thing. I don't like parents really sit people down. Well, I think, sorry to say black parents, African parents, I don't think they really sit you down. To they don't know. Because the way I had heard credit was just get a credit card and you got credit. Yeah. I didn't know like you need to pay everything off too, you know? So yeah. Like, I think also just things like that, because credit does determine where you live, especially like places in New York, you know, it does determine like where you live. And then even with the whole credit thing, it's kind of like, if you're not paying your student loans, you're not paying this, it affects your credit. And, you know, you don't want to just be also living off of credit and things like that. And I think people should like be more cognizant of that, because even if you have the income, but you don't have the credit, people will reject you. Yes. Yeah. It's like your report card of adults yep. yeah mm-hmm. or like going into college and having a good sat score but like not good grades like they go together yeah. <laughs> like you gotta be you gotta be the whole package so yeah. when you're moving you gotta be the whole package too because people you know they're looking out in their best interest like we don't want someone that's gonna come here and they're used to living a lifestyle and can't pay and then it yeah. costs them money to get you out of there so mm-hmm. um that's true so how old so, are you guys when you oh sorry i wanted to say like something that i feel like we should that at least I'm mindful of, um, is just understanding what things I'm willing to sacrifice upon certain things that happen the way I need them to happen. Meaning like, um, you know, when you, and you know, I have no shame in just being an adult and understanding what that is and, and realizing like, all right, like, um, this is, you know, I'm about to offer some information about myself. There was a time last year, I remember um, there was something wrong with the hot water heater in my, in my house that's staying up in the room. And um, pretty much like me and my roommate were trying to figure out, you know, how, because he didn't have insurance for that. So he mm-hmm. had to try to figure out how somebody could fix it. So the whole time, mind you, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm bougie, but I don't want to take no cold showers. Oh, right? no one, no one does. <laughs> yeah. So in this particular instance, like, I'm like, man, I'm still paying rent, you know, can't even take a shower in the crib. But in terms of just understanding, like, 
that, that was the negative of me. The positive of me was like, oh, you work at a gym. It's a very clean gym. Make yeah. sure you just take a shower in the morning time. And when you leave, take a shower with it and you'd be good. After however long this, you know, takes to get fixed. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I just said that to say, like, it's just resourcefulness. Like, some things are not going to be perfect, but it yeah. just comes with understanding, like, running your lifestyle and being accountable to yourself. And like you said, making sure that you're paying your rental time and paying your other bills to your creditors, right? So you can represent yourself well, like you said. Yeah, that's true. Resourceful is always going to, you know, come into handy. But like, yeah, that situation, you know, that you just explained is not, it wasn't forever. It was temporary. So yeah, yeah, but it's real. Like if something is, you know, off, you know, maintenance wise, it's like, dang, I'm still paying to stay here. But um, I actually had that kind of situation happen um, towards the ending of last year, which caused me and my roommates to move. We had a maintenance emergency and um, I actually, I absolutely love living in that neighborhood, but there, so there's some things that like maintenance things are small things and then it becomes big things and they're like you guys have like three weeks to move and I'm like we've been complaining about this for a year like you guys haven't you know they're like well we found a solution y'all gotta move and you know everyone on your wing has to move it's not just you because we were on the bottom floor and essentially they're like we're, we'll fix the problem by lifting up the foundation so we're like what <laughs> you know it's so crazy and it was it was a super stressful time for us but we just used that as an opportunity to completely move because they wanted us to like move into another building and move back and forth and yeah. it was so much uncertainty around that but yes maintenance things do happen um and out of nowhere and I would say the upside of choosing to rent in an apartment I, we didn't have to pay any of those fees to actually uh you know fix the maintenance issue that's something that they had to but I'm sure if we decided to privately um you know rent from someone or whatever then it could have been like a okay how much can y'all put up front <laughs> to mm-hmm. um because some people were rent houses or townhouses and stuff like that so it could have easily been yeah like how much can y'all you know pay so having an emergency fund is i would say something yeah. <laughs> is mm-hmm. key because we had to up and move and we moved in a week we didn't even wait the three weeks because we're like we're not mm-hmm. going to be paying rent in two different places so we were yeah, like exactly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's absolutely crazy so how old were you guys when you decided to like you know live on your own um and i i mean all of us are kind of in the same situation where we're not like completely living by ourselves so just wanted to put mm-hmm. that disclaimer yeah yeah, I don't want them to think I was like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started living on my own in high school. Not on my own. Okay, away from my parents in high school. Mm-hmm. I was living with friends. And then I went to college. And then after college, I lived on my own in Atlanta. Well, I had one roommate at first. We had a mm-hmm. three-bedroom. And rent was nine twenty-five, three-bedroom, washer and dryer, water included. Mm-hmm. And we were paying at like... 465 each i'm saying numbers because for me these things don't really help me i don't know people's numbers they're talking about yeah 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 <laughs> and then we realized wait if we rent the other room we could pay 308 each so yeah. we the other room and we paid 308 each and then when she moved out she were um she moved to kenya actually what i did was i extended my lease there and basically what i did was i rented the other two rooms out and everybody were all paying 308 and i just told people just tell me a month before you want to leave whatever so I found some people, they're like, oh, I see someone that lives first in Atlanta. So, okay, cool. Then when um, I was dating a guy and he was like, how much is this place? I told him, he was like, oh, all y'all pay for your age. He's like, I was like, yeah. He was like, sweetheart. He was like, you could bump the rent up on them. And I was like, really? So what happened? Well, I mean, hopefully they'll listen to this. Basically, one girl, um, the next people that came, like the final two people, one paid um, $480, everything included for her rent. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The other paid like four twenty, everything included, and I was paying like one sixty to two thirty just for oh, the smart. Uh, just for like the wa- the gas, the electric, yeah. like those things really. And then of course like okay, toilet tissue, this or that, one person mm-hmm. buy or whatever. But I was like, yo, thank you for putting me on game because you just saved me like two hundred extra a month that I could use to save to move to New York. But funny thing is the girls were like, Oh, that's so cheap, thanks. Like they were far paying four eighty and four twenty because the place mm-hmm. was and it was really cheap. But also um they were doing that also because of like credit. Like I was like, I don't need to check your credit, it's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know that's it. But um I think it's really important like living below your means and figuring out resourceful ways to do things and things like that. Like mm-hmm. I had a friend who challenged herself to spend like eighty on groceries in a month. And she's able to do that. When she did that, she was like, oh, she was like, there's things that she can do to save money on food. And even like when she got to eat, she would use coupons sometimes and look at mm-hmm. the reviews first. But I think that people should try to live below their means, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying don't spend on comfort because there are certain things. I'm sorry, but having a comfortable mattress makes a difference. <laughs> having light in your room makes a difference, you know? Yeah. Like not having to walk a five flights of stairs in New York made a difference you know what i mean yeah so i think there's certain things that people can do to make a difference like to kind of still have comfort because i feel like when you're you have that comfort in your home you're able to perform well in other areas mm, that's 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 a fact <laughs> that's facts right there um and something i want to piggy off of what you said piggyback off of what you said is basically um living below your means um, a lot of us are still learning how to do that. And we're thinking like, as long as we can pay all of our bills, like that's good, but we should be able to have a little bit more um, mm-hmm. to create room because emergencies happen and things happen. And you just, like you said earlier, you don't want to be living off of credit cards or like credit. Um, so yeah, it, it it doesn't help you in the long run. So that's um really true. Um, Savars, what about you? Like, when was the first time, like, or how old were you when you decided to, like, live on your own? Um, well, I want to say college was the first time because I stayed off campus. I didn't stay, like, in the dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't paying my rent, but, like, because I had a job or anything, like, my mom would send money, and then the money that they would send from, you know, the end of the semester or, like, middle semester from, like, your financial aid would pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I wouldn't say that was like 17, so about 17 or 19, I came home from school, and I was on my own from like 19 to about, I want to say 20, 21, mm-hmm. um, and around that time was when I really started to understand like how difficult it is for them on your own, because mm-hmm. it's like, you got to realize like where I was, I, I was staying in Waldorf around this time, and I didn't have a car. And I've realized, like, all right, so how am I going to get to the grocery store? <laughs> or how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Because they don't have a metro bus and stuff like that either. So I found myself, like, having to walk a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, it was definitely humble beginnings, the way that yeah. it started. Um, but for sure, you know, that was at, at 19, 20. The, you know, it was cool being on my own, but then just really understand how hard life is because it was like, man, how am I supposed to? Like, it was, it was times where I remember am I going to eat or am I going to pay this? Like, yeah. it boiled down to that type. You know, those decisions happen, especially a lot early on, especially when you don't really have an option or a choice. Yeah. You know, or you don't have the support system that you will need. Um, so, yeah, those, I want to say, 17 is first time. 
when I was in college, very much more of a chill. You know, mom sent me money every week, get like care packages. So tripping. that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. But then once you're on your own as an adult, it's complete. Nobody sending you care packages. <laughs> like nah. before you go to college, you got that little party that you have and people bringing you stuff for your dorm. You know, yeah. you got bed sheets, you got stuff, you got toilet paper, you got this, you got that. You on your own, nobody is like, oh, yeah. boy, let, me, let me give you money for this. Let me give you money for that. You yeah. figure it out by yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I have a similar kind of outlook or similar experience, I would say. First time I lived on my own was in college, um, but I have roommates, and I think I truly learned from those kind of experiences how to have roommates now as an adult, um, because my first roommates were my teammates, and at the end, it didn't work out. Um, both of those people ended up um, actually, like, leaving the school after freshman year, and I was like, it, it really just shook me. The things that happened, um, you know, just learning to communicate with people. Um, and then my sophomore year, I had a roommate and yeah, it's from uh, junior and senior year, I lived by myself. <laughs> um, but there were some, I, I didn't really have any expenses associated with that. My senior year, I was an RA in junior year. I mean, I had financial aid, so I didn't have to buy toilet paper or my, my only expenses were probably buying, you know, Beth's, uh, you know, shower gel, toothpaste. Wow you know, those small little things. Um, but to my, towards the end of, I mean, after I graduated, um, I stayed with a family member for a bit and then I actually lived on my own. It wasn't necessarily by choice, but that was what I had to do. My mom lives in New York and um, I just, I, it, New York isn't my cup of tea. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. You want to go and live there, but it's not something that I wanted to like uproot my life and just go do and the cost of living and everything. I was just like, nah, I'm gonna stay here. And I try to make things work out, but like, yeah, um, I had a great experience for two years, I would say, before I decided to stay with my roommates now. And um, what I want to basically say is that my college roommate experience has really groomed and shaped yeah. how I've been able to <laughs> live with adults, you know, people around my age now. So I don't know if you guys uh, feel like, you know, your college roommate experience is like, you know, I don't know, being your first experience living away from home, if that's helped at all. Yeah, I've had, I've had crazy, I've had literally like crazy roommates. I ain't gonna, I had some crazy roommates. I've had some, and the reason why I knew they were crazy roommates, it was me, but then I had other roommates that were like, you were my best roommate. Like I had, you know what I mean? But yeah. I had crazy roommates before. I had roommates that like, um, like literally, like I, I can't even go into detail, but like, yeah, crazy. yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm talking about like crazy, and I think that made me understand also like how to like that. Okay, so college it was just putting random people together sometimes, yeah. and they would ask you to do this damn compatibility test, and they don't even regard that. Yeah. But my first freshman year roommates, I'm still cool with them. In fact, one of them we were just talking today. That was my mm. first ever like freshman year roommate, and um. I think we just, I just learned from college and living on my own after is that people have like very different living styles. Like I was even dating someone who they were like that, um, basically they moved in with their best friend and another guy, right? And they're like, from moving in with my best friend, I learned I couldn't live with my best friend. They were completely mm -hmm. different, like living styles. They're like, mm -hmm. we're best friends. We just can't live together. Yeah. And that also made like, you know, me know, like, what do I really value? Like in a roommate or even like if you're gonna live with a boyfriend or a partner, like, you know, I think people should like really be detailed yeah. about their living style because 
even like when I would tell like the people who moved in with me, like, okay, I'm in this room. I'd be like, okay, what do you like with this? Like, what do you like with kitchen dishes? Isn't that right? People be like, yeah, 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 I'm like this, yeah, yeah. And then when you see like all the contacts or like hair or chips on the floor, you're like, what you used to say, you know, this and that. And then yeah. it's like, it's okay, it's cool if you're not, but just don't be saying, you know, that's how you are. So I think yeah. the thing that, that made me learn is kind of like what qualities I like in a roommate. We don't have to be best friends. It's more of like respecting each other, respecting the space and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that was actually my next question. Yeah. So we, we jumped right into it is how do you mm-hmm. select a roommate and do friends make good roommates? For me, I would say selecting my roommate has a lot to do with, um, number one, just reliability and accountability. Like, I feel like it has to be somebody that I'm going to be able to trust because you can't decide, hey, I'm going to do this. And next thing you know, fourth, fifth month, and you somewhere and somebody like, I can't pay the rent or I'm gone, I'm leaving. And then you got to figure out how to put your, you know, figure out what you're going to do. But I would say ultimately, you know, outside of just the bare minimum of what you would expect from an adult, you know, being able to be accountable, responsible, that type of stuff. Um, I'm really big on somebody who understands energy, like and who really appreciates um, the what I call is like the sacred environment, which your home should be for you. Um, mm-hmm. I know like me understanding my personality and the type of person I am also means I need to be aware of the type of person that I'm sharing a living space with that you know just understanding that because it can create a lot of chaos and unneeded tension mm-hmm. just because of lack of understanding yeah um and having that ability to effectively communicate and um just somebody who's who's not closed-minded and um you know ultimately a genuine good person you know yeah. somebody trust um and y'all can just ultimately be there for one another because when you're roommates it's different than just a friend that you have and you see even if you see him every day you live yeah. with somebody you know oh bro you sick you need me to go to the store for you yeah you know I, I made some food it's down there for you like yeah that type of yeah stuff. like yeah. just have just being able to have that and, and have certain things reciprocated it just helps you know it's, it ends up it helps you especially being a young adult who doesn't have a huge support system from like a family member mm-hmm. or you know like parents that matters because you know mm-hmm. you have days where you come home you're like man I ain't think about eating and your roommate's like hey I made dinner you know, yeah like that type of stuff or, I, or you don't you know I pay my rent but I don't know how I'm gonna get groceries this week and he's like hey I bought groceries for the house or same thing for you you bought groceries for the house and now you know you're looking out for him or for them yeah you know it's just it's it's a big part of understanding just you know struggle I feel like if you understand struggle and you 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 fight struggle to be who you want to be, um, I feel like that's a that's a big factor in really picking who to connect with and living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really agree with what you're saying because even in my house now, like you know, um, one of my roommates bakes a lot, and like if you bake most sweet things, you're not going to eat a pan of something by yourself, you know. So it's like, guys, I make cookies or, you know, either one of us, uh, my cousin that I live with as well, it's like, I made this or it's for the house or just, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes, I mean, it's not even from a point of like, oh, you don't have food to eat, but it's just that genuine, like you guys can like, it's not a like, oh, this is mine. And this is, yeah. if you live with mm-hmm. strangers at one point, it may seem that way. But one thing about, you know, being able to live with roommates that are like awesome is literally like being able to share, you know, not your, not 
share your space, not saying to share your room Mm -hmm. or anything, but like there's some Mm -hmm. common areas where it's like, okay, like I'm not crossing boundaries, but most importantly, communication. Um, I found that when I got to college, the first time I got to live on my own with, you know, two of my teammates are like, guys, sit down and and come up with boundaries and and different things and non-negotiables. And we were just like, we signed the paper and we're just like, we don't have to talk, right? Like we're cool until I started seeing a guy show up in my room, you know, or, and I'm like, who's this person? How come I didn't know they were coming? Um, stuff like that. And as a, in college, you share a room, you're not sharing mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a, you know, it's a whole, it's a room that we're all sharing. So I need to know if people are going to be in my space. Yeah, I can be coming out the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things really, you know, I'm like, okay, if these are the roommates I choose to live with, we need to come up with, okay, what are things you don't like? You know, what are your non-negotiables? Um, you know, like, what are things like for me, I hate mess. Like Fenella said earlier, like dishes, like, you know, certain things, because you're going to come home and you want to have peace in your home and you don't want to see things all over the place mm-hmm. and then have to feel like you have to clean up after adults or like have yeah, that yeah. kind of conversation with them. Like, hey, is everything going OK? Like, I just noticed that like <laughs> stuff is all over the place, yeah. you know, so I think that whoever you decide to live with, um, friends could be a good um you know, like Fenella said earlier, might not be the best decision to live with your friend, but it could be. It depends on the person. It depends on your communication style outside of living together. How do you handle yeah. conflict? Because yeah. mm-hmm. conflict will happen. <laughs> so if y'all don't handle conflict well in a friendship, I don't suggest you live together because you're going to come to a space and feel like, oh, I-, I can't, I don't want to talk to that person and just, you know, create tension. That's not, doesn't yeah. need to be there. Mm-hmm. No, to be honest, like, I don't think, I don't, I think people have this romanticized thing about friends being roommates, too. Like, yeah, yeah. And people think, because if you good friends and you can live well together, like, I don't think mm-hmm. that's always true. Mm-hmm. I think half the time it's not true. Um, sometimes some of the best roommates I've had were just, like, random people that I did never even knew, you know? Yeah. Um, even one of my first, like, roommates in Atlanta that I moved with, one of just me and her, we actually started off, we were cool, we are best friends, we are cool, we are in some orcs together, on the e-boards together, we are cool, we are cool, we knew each other, we had to remember, we were actually, let me not say that, we were actually friends because I would have photo shoots, she would help me, or come shoots or whatever, just to watch and things like that, but I think, like, when I started living with her, like, she was more passive-aggressive, and I'm very, like, con- like um, confrontational, so those two things didn't make sense, I'm like, she's like passive aggressive and so those two things did not hit and I remember one day I just like exploded on her I was just like yeah never forget this girl it was so bad that she had to call her friend to take her to her friend's house so she had to leave with her friend but then when she came back she applauded for what she did. She said, I was right. And I said, I apologize for the way I came at you. I was just yeah. built up because yeah. like, I would try to tell you about it, but you were doing like passive aggressive stuff. And so now yeah. and that's when I realized like everyone is not like, okay. and I yeah. think probably going through too. I feel like sometimes like I can tell my roommates were going through things. I think what I've learned is kind of like, if you can just share some food with them, that could help them. Or if you can be like, I know it's your turn to do the bathroom, but I did it to speak or mm-hmm. things like that. But don't be inconsiderate, you know? That's true. Yeah, that's a big one. People are human. So what are some of your non-negotiables when it comes to your living experience, whether it be roommates or the kind of place that you live? Um, I can't that because New York got me lowering my standards. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would say I can't live with somebody who's messy. And like not messy, <laughs> not like messy like you like your stuff gets messed up, but I mean yeah. like they're comfortable they 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 they're comfortable in mess. Yeah. You know, like they can just it it can just live it can they can just live in it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I can't um that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah. But I also can't be around somebody who doesn't have common sense. <laughs> like if you don't have common sense to understand like like social etiquette. Mm-hmm. even in a space that's as close as a house or, or apartment like that it's even more prevalent in that environment because it's like when I'm out in the world like at the end of the day everybody you know guards themselves and prepare themselves to go out in the world but when you're mm-hmm. in a house you are not shielded in any way you are vulnerable I yeah. need to know like and my vulnerability of me being able to let you know myself relax and not be on guard I need to know that I don't have to um worry about anything yeah yeah or feel any type of way about something you know um like i need to know that somebody has my best interests at heart and that we potentially anything happen we got each other's back yeah yeah it's funny i'm saying yeah but i live with strangers like before in new york mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the big thing for me was like, i don't want to want to steal my stuff i think for me like yeah. it's like respect my stuff that's that might be okay let me say respect my stuff is one of them like if I don't tell you, you can use this. You can't yeah. eat it. If I don't tell yeah. you, you can use this, you can't eat it. If I don't, yeah. if, and even down to if I'm traveling and I have a package, leave it in the living room, leave it at my door. Don't go in my room. Yeah. I know that mm-hmm. might seem, just because like, I don't want anything to get stolen. And then I think, oh, well, you put a package. Yeah. Things like that. And then I would say like, I'm really big on kitchens and bathrooms. I just feel like, mm-hmm food goes into your body bathrooms as women like that's where you get ready we're touching let's be honest we're touching our private areas in there yeah I just feel like those two places to me I'm like if you want to do whatever in your room go ahead when yeah. I get dressed I leave my clothes on the floor sometimes but when it comes to that bathroom and that kitchen that we're all sharing yeah I better not see no sanitary stuff yeah better be spick and span <laughs> I better see that toilet seat down if you're a guy yeah I remember one time, like, I had a guy remain. He was like, oh, I didn't leave it up. I was like, okay, so did I? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so I did, right? And even, like, um, with the kitchen, I cook a lot, right? So um, I remember I had gone to Paris and Italy for, like, two weeks, right? And while I was in Paris, my roommates were in the group chat talking about something, like, some flies were in the um, refrigerator, so I'm just like, okay, they're going to handle that. Because I'm like, I don't understand how that could happen unless if they left something spoiled. But how long have they been before for there to be gnats or whatever? Mm. So I'm thinking that they're about to get this thing situated. My flight got delayed. I even went to like the whole hospital my flight got delayed. So I'm thinking by the time I get into their time zone and go from my connecting flight, that thing will be done. Yeah. I kid you not. I came back. I put my suitcase in the, um, I opened the fridge, right? And I saw the mess there. It was still there, right? And I put my stuff in the, mind you, from a two-week trip, right? I put my stuff in my room and I went with the roommate. We went to the um, store. I got apple cider vinegar. Mind you, she didn't buy it. I, I bought the stuff to clean it. I came there, I cleaned it. And then she had the nerve to tell me when I told her, hey, when you, I was like, hey, when you clean the trash can, I'm really okay. I was like, can you like put water and soap in it and like shake it yeah. up and make sure there's no gunk at the bottom? And she's like, well, um, why do I gotta do all that? I was like, 
you do know I came from a two-week trip. You guys did something in the fridge. I came, I cleaned the fridge. And then she's like, I think you're forgetting that we went to the store to get stuff. I said, did you get the stuff to clean it or did I pay for it? <laughs> and then she's like, okay. And then she did the trash thing. But I was like, I never complained about it to you guys. I just did it. I said, but the fact that you guys were arguing like a grown adults about who was going to clean it. And I came from a two-week trip. Yeah. I said, I didn't even unpack my stuff. I said, you should just be humble and just do what I said because I did that for y'all. And she did it. She understood. She was like, no, you're right. Like I, she did it. But I was just kind of like, if since this makes them uncomfortable, makes me uncomfortable, I'm just going to clean this because if I don't, I'm just going to be so, because they're not going to do it clearly. So yeah, that's when I started yeah. like going into detail, asking people like questions. Before yeah. Those things. Oh, I like your vibe. Oh, I like mm. your vibe. No, like, <laughs> this is a question, like, do you think the sink should be left there overnight? Yes or no? Do you, what's your cleaning schedule? Oh, I just go with the flow. No. <laughs> right, right. That's one of the biggest issues for me. That's one of the biggest issues for me. Me and my roommate are different in that instance. Like, I'm like, okay, I clean up this one Fridays. I clean up this one Saturdays, this yeah. one Wednesdays. And he just cleans whenever he feels like it. Yeah. Not saying that he cleans yeah. often. But he expects, like, sometimes, like, when we've gotten to it in the past, it would be, like, he he'll expect me to do something today that's scheduled for Thursday. And I'm, like, no, that's that's getting done on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Related> to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was a little issue. I completely understand that. It's crazy, though. Yeah. I hate to, like, have guests and be, like, other thing is, like, I hated it when I knew that I had to, like, say something and not be, like, scared was, yeah. like, get to the point. Because when I've had like roommates that were really clean if I had a guest coming over with me I wasn't thinking like okay like do I have to call them like did you do this you know but if your roommate is like trifling you're like hey did you you know make sure the trash yeah. is over like, <laughs> you're, yeah. like yeah. you kind of you want to get home before your guest you don't want to just come mm-hmm. home with your guests when your roommates are yeah yeah and then like I guess like I used to give guys a little pass like oh this is a guy until I lived with my brother and he was like the most clean person I've ever lived with. Like he made me feel like I need to get even better. He was yeah. just really, 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 really on it because he was just like, he can't function. Like you get me? Like it got to the point he's like, oh, I can't function without this. So even if someone yeah. else does this, I just do it because I can't function. Then when I moved to New York, I kind of became like that. Like my roommate, I'd walk in, she'd be like, oh, I'm gonna clean up. Don't worry. My dad doesn't say nothing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the fact that you're saying it means you know. You know. You know. <laughs> you know you need to, yeah. I would just clean it because she would come in the house, make a mess, and leave for like two days and come out. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be here regardless. So let me just. But <sighs> it gets to the point where you learn the questions, the dish ones, and what's your schedule. Because even if you don't have a schedule, you'll be like, I always clean up after myself. Yes, as an adult, we yeah, shouldn't have to clean up after you. On Sundays, I do this, or but when they're like, "Oh, we just go with the flow." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> in my um previous um living situation, when I like first decided to stay with strangers, it was it was good, like I said. But when it came to the cleaning aspect, because I lived with um, men and women, man, that bathroom. Oh my gosh, it's like cleaning wasn't even a thing until I got to the house and I just I had to at first I tried to sit down and talk like hey when can we you know clean the schedule I'm down to clean the bathroom I'm down to doing it you know on these days or you know every other um, weekend and you can do 
and it was like a okay but at the end of the day you can't change people and you know essentially it happened the first time and I'm like why do I have to ask this like grown adult you know to clean the bathroom um and that you know he was okay with that (laughs) I'm like this is not okay like this is filthy Um, So I just took it upon myself to actually buy cleaning products and just do it because I cannot function. Um, I cannot function in a dirty bathroom, um, anywhere dirty, actually. I cannot function there. And same thing, you have guests. It's like, you got to wonder about how something may look. And that was the only Mm -hmm. kind of thing that got me. I'm just like, yeah, I wish, you know, hygiene was a little bit more considered um, when it came to the bathroom. So um, that's, that's my one of my biggest pet peeves and non-negotiables is mess. Like, um, you know, if you want to be messy in your room, that's your business. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like when the bathroom has like this, like, like smell from like something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that, and then like, that's why I've seen why people use candles and stuff. I also feel like sometimes like you're not disposing like your stuff or that happens and things like that I'm, I don't know I just feel like and also only- ventilation sometimes yeah, just okay. basic I, ventilation I, I, say that, but I was like I don't think y'all would think that's a big deal but yeah no like, it's a big deal <laughs> I think I have to do the thing about like when your African parent cooked and you didn't put your jacket away yes like, <laughs> yeah so, like I cook and stuff so even when I look at like apartments and stuff I like apartments and stuff that have windows by the kitchen and things like that because yeah. that helps you but um I know my mom my mom is very like OCD when it came to like food smells so she would always um, do this trick where she'd boil um, vinegar after and it would take the smell. We'd open everything, add everything, mm-hmm. and tell you close all the doors. and Doors. Put. My mom is OC, but my grandmother, yeah. she didn't care. She yeah. didn't care. You know? But I think the thing is more so like you'll adopt habits of like what your parents were able to put up with. Like my brother, his mom, yeah. the thing. like every Saturday, Sunday, this will be too. My mom was like, bruh kitchen bathroom kitchen bathroom kitchen yeah. bathroom because it's like I don't know like it's like if someone's okay so when I used to go to Ceylon events right I used to be scared to eat certain people's food because <sighs> not even because of juju or witchcraft just really because of like I don't know what your kitchen was looking like yeah that was really it, that was really it. like that was really it my mom was so like girl we don't know what they you know or, it's true it's true this. yeah and no one's perfect. I get that. But I think that it's about more so like, even for your creativity, the function as a creative, I've learned that my space affects yes. it. Needs to be it's needs so to be clean. Important. Yeah. Needs to be clean. I, like having two windows right now is like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely matters. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with, um, you know, how your parents like raised you to be is kind of what comes out. My dad Truthfully. didn't play when it came yeah. to the house being clean and neither did my yeah. mom. She would be the person to say, like, I would say, oh, I cleaned the fridge or I cleaned the kitchen. And she'll say, Chelsea, this your food has been in the fridge for a week. Do you see what color it is? This is nasty, you know? So, you know, cleaning the bathroom, I was the only kid between my parents. So like, I didn't have siblings to share that responsibility. I cleaned everything. I had to clean the, I had to sweep, um, vacuum, clean the kitchen and the bathroom every week. It was me, Mm -hmm. you know, wash the dishes. I was like, yo, but like now in my adult life, that's how I am. I I'm like, to I can't do it. function yeah. if this yeah. is, is this is dirty. Like, and I, I just <laughs> and I actually feel better doing it because I'm like, yes, yeah, this is, yeah. I'm so happy that I'm doing it. Yeah, it's sometimes like, it's self care, <laughs> right? That's how I feel. It's self care, honestly. Yeah, like, I, can't, so I can't function. Cannot function. Um, 
another non-negotiable for me is old apartment buildings. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, I'm, New York got me over that now. <laughs> New York, you're exempt because New York just, it's, it's, it's a different animal. But like, for me, the first time I lived in, I mean, I grew up in a kind of old apartment building. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that bad. My parents were super clean and stuff like that. But like, what sucks is you can't control your neighbors. Sometimes they have rodents um, and it can spill over to you. But in, an, in my adult mm-hmm. life, like living in um, two older apartment buildings, them rodents wasn't cute and I you know <laughs> maintenance issues on a hundred yeah. I'm just like I mean I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in like newer buildings it yeah. does but the likelihood is is very slim yeah. very slim mm-hmm. to none um and it might be root, uh, routine stuff like I don't know like I mean anything else in the house that's not like oh yeah the the foundation the foundation is cracked or this is happening and I'm yeah. just like yeah it's been a peace of mind for me um, staying in a, a more updated place and not like updated as in renovated because people do stuff like oh you have a gr- granite countertops now but like the place still looks the same or yeah. you know the the building is 60 years old and they're like you have countertops and I'm like what is that <laughs> like yeah. what is that like that's not really worth the four or five hundred dollar increase in rent that y'all are trying to do but that's just mm-hmm. my personal, you know, I'm like always praying, God, please provide for me so that I can stay in a place like this because mm-hmm. I have standards and I don't want to have to, you know, move because I saw this or something about the building was just not working with me. So, yeah, that's also mess and old apartment buildings. I cannot do them. <laughs> yeah. White, white stoves in New York because all the old apartments have the white stoves and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the white fridge, white yes. fridge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you posted that in your story, I was laughing. So. <laughs> One day this guy um, posted this thing. He was like, don't let nobody with a white fridge or white stove tell you nothing about life. And it was like, I don't care if live in New York. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that. Because the first time in New York, I lived in a white stove, white fridge. And yo, I'm telling you, when they replaced the fridge so it was so old, I was so happy. It was still another white fridge, but I was like, at least it's a newer white fridge. But like, yeah. they will find any reason to charge you for like a place with a white fridge. I'm like, y'all trying to make a place with a white fridge. <laughs> and then when I moved to Williamsburg, we had stainless steel appliances now, but we didn't have a dishwasher. Or the laundry was outside. There was no elevator. There was pressure. Yeah. There was this sound every day in my wall, like at 3 to 5 a.m., like the uh-uh, that sounded a little demonic. Water pressure or something. And then I was watching this girl on YouTube look at New York apartments. And I like watching people like move into their dream apartments and stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, this guy has other ever boring apartments and you just hear like these weird sounds on the wall. It's a sign that it's an old apartment that hasn't been maintained. I was like, oh my gosh, look at me living in like, ooh, Williamsburg, but still in an old apartment with the yeah. appliances, but still the structure of it is old. I remember there was like my ceiling was caving in when I first moved in and I had to like pay for that. And it was deducted for my rent or whatever. But it was just like, bruh, like because the shouldn't room, even be deducted. It wasn't supposed to be a room. So they had turned like the living room into a room with a door and stuff. And yeah. I was say I live in this neighborhood really. Yeah. Just Oof. Really. Yeah. It's it's yeah. The white the, no, no. don't tell don't let anybody tell you nothing. If they no. got a white stove and a white fridge, no, it's, it's fact. And now I'm a little bit more lenient on that because I used to say that all the time to my poker to be like, girl, that's the new York. Like, if you want a good deal, you better get a white stove. I know, get, I know, just get it in. Yeah. And there's 
contact paper you can put on like gold or marble or silver. So I was looking at DIYs. Okay, God, if I do really end up just having a white stove, I could put this contact <laughs> paper on it, you know. But um, I think the problem, I've seen like little white stoves that were nice kitchen. Yeah. The problem is like New York, if it's a white stove, it's an old building. That's it. Like, it's old. If you don't renew it, it's just old. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That's that's true. Yeah. So um, yeah, guys, this has been a really good conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask y'all, you know, one more question. Like, what advice would you give to someone who wants to move out right now? Like be on their own. Um, okay, so for starters, the first thing would be there's a pandemic going on. That's the okay we'll one. speak from the pandemic ex- um, side and then non-pandemic side because people might listen to this <laughs> no okay okay so think about yes we are in a pandemic right now but some people might listen to this when the pandemic is over so okay yeah what would you say to them <laughs> um i would say a mix of a lot of everything that we already have said and we said yeah. a lot of stuff um I feel like it's really important for you to have um, a solid foundation and plan of un- and understanding of what it is you need in a place, how it's going to fit into the grand scheme of your life, and how yeah. you can maintain that lifestyle for a consistent amount of time. Yeah, um, That's one of the biggest things, um, just budgeting, factoring, different costs, different emergency blanket kind of stuff like having uh-huh. renters insurance and uh-huh. um, you know an emergency fund like we said um just also thinking about your next move even while being comfortable in your right now because everything is temporary and once you understand that you understand that yes i need to be worried about today but i also need to look a year from now most leases are like a year so i can't uh-huh. get too comfortable and look out oh shoot next month my lease ends and then they're uh-huh. like, okay, we're going to increase the rent. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Yeah. Um, rent just, increase. Yeah. Awareness. It, it's, it's a lot of different things. You just need to get under wraps before you decide, all right, I'm going to go out and live on my own. But for right now, that's like in a normal world. But for right now, all I'm going to say is pandemic. Wow. Um, I'm going to actually echo you real quick and uh, make that part of my um, advice to someone moving budget one because some people have um lower wherever you want to um live look up the average of how much it costs you might think you want a one bedroom or two bedroom for 800 or 900 dollars if you live in maryland you might get that in the hood and it's, it, it's there's no there's no way to there's no other nice way to put it if you want to live in the hood you know what i'm saying because it's like i want to this is why i want to move out and you may have good reasons to move out but your budget is very important because you don't want to be you know two three months into paying your rent and then you can't do it um renters insurance so for me you know we had renters insurance in our previous uh, living situation i was like you know sure enough you know um, renters insurance covers you know a crack in the foundation or crack in the wall and they were like no we don't cover that and i'm like what am i paying you guys for every month if you guys insurance companies never want to pay you you know (laughs) the the insurance the renters insurance covers your personal stuff so like in college when i stayed off campus Ended up and disasters they cover some disasters yeah there was a pipe that bursted so my room flooded and all of my stuff got messed up and i didn't have renters insurance but like, and even insurance, they would have covered it 
some, but some renters insurance, like ours that we, um, you know, when I actually looked into everything, they're like, we don't cover floods. So you just have to like yeah. read stuff because you never think you're going to be in a situation, but try to figure out different scenarios for emergencies and like yeah. use that because mm-hmm. it, uh, that really pissed me off. I'm like, so y'all don't cover this. We didn't create yeah. this problem. It was there before us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's important emergency fund because like I said <laughs> emergencies happened um and thank you to Varus for bringing up the fact that like rent increases um because it it does I know for where we are it increases by I don't know what percent by like five percent um by the end of our term so mm-hmm. you know you can go for a year or you know higher but also a, a real fear that I had maybe fear isn't the right word I was paranoid um in my first living situation um, because basically I was like, okay, my rent was super cheap. It was like $450 for the two years I was there. It was, it was, I love, that was my favorite bill. I'm like, this is so cheap. But I was like, girl, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, um, so two things, one, either these people might move cause I was subleasing under them and they were also discussing about buying a house. So I said, oh my gosh, like I can't get too comfortable here because they might have that conversation with me one day, like, hey, we're planning to move. So it's like, uh, okay. It didn't happen. Luckily, I was the one that um, was like, hey, thanks for, you know, you know, be, let me stay here or whatever the case is. And I got to move peacefully the way I wanted to, but it could mm-hmm. be that way if you decide to, um, you know, not rent with an apartment and sublease under people that they can up and move um, or they can decide to buy a house and you, you're sitting there looking like, uh, what's next? <laughs> so, yeah. No, I guess like what I would say <laughs> is I think I posted about this before. I wish I could just find the post. But like, basically, it's like, live below your means. Because a part of living below your means is also to figure out what you really like and what you want to spend on. Because mm-hmm. I think what I've learned is like, okay, I do like, you know, having lots of light in my room. Um, I do like having this type of kitchen. Like, I like kitchens with like a bar area. Like, I think that if you just go into stuff spending, you'll realize like that you kind of spent on things that you didn't really care about. Mm-hmm. Another aspect of this is like travel. I think a lot of people when they graduate, they're like, oh, I want to go here, I want to go there. It's like, do you really want to go here? Or is it because you just see all this one Because I had taken a social media break and I realized, wow, I actually don't want to go to a lot of these countries that I thought I wanted to go to. Like I actually want to go to countries people don't even post about because everybody's posting about this specific country. I was thinking that country, I was like, no one's supposed to not India. I actually want to go to India instead of Bali, you know? So yeah. um, I think it's like making sure that you're not like you're living below your means and you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like if you want an apartment when you graduate, get the apartment because you want it and because you can afford it, you know? If you're comfortable with paying, like in New York, people use half their income for rent. If you're comfortable with that, cool. But if you're the person that you're like, okay, maybe I'll have to have three or four roommates so that I can also work on my business on the side or work on this. Yeah. And I remember I had a friend who was like, oh, I wish I could just travel the way you do sometimes and do this. Because she made like three times as much money as me. But mm-hmm. it was just because she chose to have this really nice luxury apartment, even though she was never there. She wanted to have a financial planner, even though like she didn't really need one. Like all yeah. the she was paying for, oh, I want to have a personal trainer. And that's fine. That's cool. But I was like, as for me, I don't need a personal trainer. I don't need someone to make my meals. I don't need someone to yeah. you know, do all that for me. I will take that extra money and like travel or this or that, or even like down to, you know, learning how to do your own hair and nails. Like right now, everyone's learning how to do their own nails because of 
corona and stuff but it's yeah. like okay are you going <clears throat> to always have crazy nails with all these designs or are you going to be like jackie Ina and wear press on sometimes you know yeah. i think it's about like doing things like sacrificing certain things so you can have what you really want and for me I chose to live below my means when I graduated because I really, really wanted to build my brand and I wanted to travel, you know? And when I moved to New York, like the first place I lived, it was actually very cheap for New York. The room was 600. Of mm -hmm. course, like the closet, I wasn't able to use the closet. Like there were stipulations and things like that. But because of that, I was able to experience a lot of the food in New York because I wanted to experience the food all there. So it's about yeah. what do you want? Because what your friend wants might not be what you want, you know? Yeah. You're just really spending based off what you want, not what society says is what you need in this part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any um, final remarks? I don't know if we actually talked about furniture, but that's something that just popped up in my mind is if you choose to live on your own, I was neglecting yeah. furniture. I was neglecting furniture, I'll be honest. You said what? I was neglecting furniture when I first moved, like, in an apartment, like, on my roommate. Mm -hmm. I mean, at first it was because I wanted to get um, a couch, but she was like, okay, I'm not ready. And I was like, okay, let me know you're ready. And she was never ready. So I didn't want to yeah. buy it and she'd be on it. But yeah. then I just eventually come out with it in the first studio anyway. But I think for me, like, if I could go back in that first apartment I had with, like, exposed brick or wooden floor, the cheap one in Atlanta, I would definitely have decorated it more, you know, like, yeah. it all out. So I think, like, you know, right now with Corona, I don't know if I'm going to move back to New York or stay in Maryland. I'm not sure yet. But I know that wherever I am permanently next, I would probably decorate more because I realize that your space really does affect you a lot in the comfort. I mean, my room... I did stuff that I wanted to do with it. My clothes kind of look like decorations in the room. <laughs> but there's certain things that you can do, you know, like cleaning walls pure white, you know. Um, Getting wallpapers. Yeah, wallpapers. Like when I really like watching apartment tours with people and seeing how much they pay and also knowing how much they make. Because That's true. Um, I watch My Sweet Digs on Refinery 29. I love it so much. They show people in New York how much they make, how much they live. I mean, it's all over time. Yeah. There's some people in Dallas, which you can get in Texas versus here versus there. And mm -hmm. I've seen some people, especially if you work from home, mm -hmm. like they really took their home or apartment to the next level. So I think for me, the one thing I probably will invest in, like if I move back to New York permanently or stay here, is like aesthetic and furniture that really is me. Yeah. I think we're all learning during this time because of that. Like we didn't know we were going to stay home. So I'm definitely like, okay, I could decorate a little bit more. I like how my room looks. It's, it's better than what I used to. I really used to just live in a box because I'm like, I'm not really here that much, but wherever you're living, no matter how short that you're living there, you know, buying things that you can say, whether I live in this apartment or I move next year, I can take this with me and it can still mm -hmm. be a part of, you know, my aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, and then also I would say with furniture, with roommates, you know, at first I'm like, how do we, you know, who buys the couch or who does this? And it, it just came down to buy what you're comfortable with leaving because we, mm -hmm. we're not going to live together forever. So when one person moves or if we're all moving and going our separate ways, okay, three people didn't split the couch. You can't split a couch when you move out. So, you know, the person that bought the couch, that's the that's wherever they're living next. That's where they, that's the kind of couch that they want or else they don't want it. Mm -hmm. You can easily sell things on Facebook market, offer up all these other things. But mm -hmm. my suggestion is don't split furniture with people because when it's time to move, you yeah. can't split that in half. One person has mm -hmm. to take it. So that's just my buy things that if, if you know you don't want a blender or you don't want stuff, that's fine. When it's time to move, that person will take their blender and you have to buy your own. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, he's a blender man. Yeah. And I go around like, you have a blender? I need a blender. I always need a blender, man. Blender's like the yeah. first thing I ever buy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was a great conversation. Um, go ahead and drop your um, social media um, of where people can find you. Um, if you have a business page or your personal page, you can go ahead and drop that. Um, and I can link them um, in the show notes uh, if you have a website or anything like that where people can find out more about you guys. Uh, my, my business page is SMSW Fitness, that's S is in Sam, M is in Maria, S is in Sam, W is in William Fitness. Um, and my personal is The Fit Poppy Chulo. Uh-huh. Yeah, Poppy Chulo. <laughs> yeah. The Fit one. Ah. <laughs> Y'all can find me on Instagram at Fenella Like Whoa, S. E-N-N-E-L-L-A-L-I-K-E-W-H-O-A. You can find me on YouTube as that. Twitter. My blog is FanellaLikeWo.com. YouTube, FanellaLikeWo. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, guys. All right. So two things that um, I forgot to mention during our conversation is how to actually find a place to stay. Um, So quickly, I'll talk about how I found um, my last few places to stay, which were awesome neighborhoods, you know, not um, many issues or anything is going on Google. Well, obviously determining your budget, going on Google. um, And for me, ratings are big. Like I wanted to stay in a neighborhood that had four or five stars and I wasn't um, negotiating that. Um, So with that being said, with both of the neighborhoods that I've chosen to live in, um, I, they like it, it met those stars for the most part. Um, and basically when you go and look at these reviews, it's not just people. I mean, some people might just leave like star ratings, but read what people are saying about the neighborhood. Google actually categorizes what the, what people talk about the most. So if you see maintenance says 17, that means 17 people are talking about maintenance. It could be in a good or a bad way. So click a few of those to see how people are talking about that. Um, people can have good things to say as well. And it ha- it categorizes, like I said, what people are talking about um, or areas of interest that you might want to look into. Um, and not only ratings, but actually go because there was a place that me and my roommates looked at a few months ago. It had great ratings. And when we went to go look at the place in person, outside looked amazing. When we walked in that apartment, it looked it looked like nine like the apartment was like 1980s and they, I, I think they even said it was 1990s or early 2000s that it was built and I'm like whoa this apartment looks so old and boxy there's no space I feel it was dark um when we went to just walking into the actual apartment the stairwell was so dark um and it was an outdoor style so I'm like if I'm coming home by myself I'm gonna be so scared um to even walk up here because the stairs are so dark I don't know if someone's hiding you know at the bottom of them so uh, on top of looking at reviews and ratings look at the pictures the pictures can be deceiving so don't get too caught up in like furniture looking nice because you're gonna have to buy your own furniture to put in there in the first place um but yes so don't get catfished on these apartments secondly if you are subleasing under somebody meaning that um you and other people are on a lease um and maybe you guys didn't move in together but you were added on later 
um, when you move out, if you guys aren't moving out together, make sure that you um, your name is removed from that lease. So find out what the apartment's policy is on moving. Um, you know, if it's two months ahead of time, give them that notice that, hey, I'm um, requesting to be off of this lease um, at this time because I am moving. And, you know, what happens there is when they remove you from the lease, you're not liable to any rent payments because you will be moving on to somewhere else and if something happens where your previous roommate or roommates don't pay the rent and your name is still on that lease um they could legally come after you even if you're not staying there because your name is still on that lease um that's what i had to do uh two years ago when i used to live in lanham when i moved out on my own and decided to live with my roommates now i requested um to the rental office to be of course having a conversation with my roommates and then uh, going to the rental office and requesting for my name to be removed um, from that lease. So yeah, those are two extra gems that I forgot to mention earlier, um, but hopefully will help you guys um, in your apartment search or if you're move, you wanted to move. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Candid with Kibo. If you enjoyed this podcast and you're not subscribed, subscribe on whatever platform that you're on so that you always know when a new podcast is coming before I announce it on my social media. Also, share this with your friends, your family, rate this podcast if you have not already. And as always, I could be found on social media at Candid with Kibo and my personal Instagram page, Kibo Betts, K-I-B-O-B-E-T-T-S. All notes will be linked below in the show notes in the description. So if you have any questions or concerns, you can follow up there or send me an email to candidwithkibo at gmail.com. Thank you.